welcome to another episode of the Aquatic Mentors podcast. I'm your host, Katrina Van Eyck. In this episode, I interview an industry professional who has had a short career in industry so far, but has already made a big impact. So please extend a big welcome to the podcast for Lisa Griffin. Lisa took the plunge into her first swim teacher course three years ago after watching her daughters develop their swimming skills and recover from a near-draining incident when she was young. Since then, Lisa hasn't stopped learning. She now holds the Swim Australia Swim Teacher, Babies and Toddlers, Competitive Swimming and a Water Aerobics Qualification and is working towards two more qualifications. Lisa uses the wide knowledge she has gained from these courses to enhance her teaching skills. On top of all the study and lockdowns, Lisa is a single mother of a very large family and is the carer for her two lovely daughters with special needs. Lisa's daughters are her inspiration and she sees water as a therapy for not just her daughters, but for everyone. Lisa has overcome so much in her life and works towards building a career around her daughters where she can fulfil the dreams and aspirations she has at becoming the superwoman she wants to be while lighting the path for her daughters to do the same. I look forward to seeing her grow and succeed in the aquatic industry, changing so many lives on her journey. Through today's episode, Lisa shares some insights into her work, as well as her thoughts on swimming and where she sees swimming moving to into the future. Please share the hidden gems you find in Lisa's interview on our Facebook page, Aquatic Mentors, and you will find all her contact details listed at the end of the show notes. If you want to share your aquatic story, please contact me via my email, regionalswimclinics at outlook.com. That's regionalswimclinics at outlook.com. And I'd love to share your journey with our listeners. Check out our website as well, aquaticmentors.com.au, for our season one ebook. It has some amazing tips in there for those involved in the aquatic industry. So let's jump in and find out more about Lisa's journey in swimming. So Lisa, how did you start your journey in swimming? I taught all my kids how to swim and then at a swimming lesson one day they were looking for teachers and I decided to jump on in because, well, I'd been at home and kind of a little bit lost in my motherhood. I love that. So to get yourself out of being lost, you've jumped into the pool and learned to swim. And it's amazing because as we spoke about before the podcast, that you've been doing it for three years now, but you have taken on so much and you've expanded so much in that three years. It's been amazing to see you flourish and blossom in your work. Yes, I've taken on a lot. I love it. So where has the journey taken you now that you've started teaching? What's been the process for that until today? I started out with just doing basic teacher course, which I enjoyed, but then I wanted to expand into babies and toddlers as well. And then I was very interested in doing water aerobics, which I have done as well. And then I went on and did competitive strokes, which I've done as well. I'm also just 
waiting to finalise my testing on cultural, linguistic and diverse. And I've done all this in between the, what are we up to? Lockdown six <laughs> with COVID and homeschooling two kids with special needs at the same time. So I've done it all within that time. So I've never given up. Wow. And that's one thing I wanted to emphasize with your interview is the fact that, you know, like we said, we sit here and we complain and we say we're too busy. We can't do this. We can't do that. You're a single mum with two daughters at home who have special needs. You've been through lockdown after lockdown after lockdown, as you said, number six. And you've done all that as well as taking on three courses, completing them and on to your fourth. And there's still more to go from there. I think that's absolutely amazing. It puts us all to shame. We all sit here and say we're too busy to do this, we're too busy to do that. But, you know, the amount of time you have for your children and your family and you've taken this on yourself to be able to broaden your horizons and take on the skills, but you've done it in three years, like from the start of your first qualification to now. Yeah. Yeah. In that three years, I don't think I've known anyone that's done it in such a short time. <laughs> I've only got I've only got two classes left and then I have no more to do. <laughs> the trifecta, what does it come when it's like six aquatic courses? <laughs> well, see, everybody's got the same amount of time in a day. It's what you do with your time. And I'm a planner girl. I'm I'm a very well organized person. I have family members laugh at me because, you know, I plan everything out in a diary. Everything has to be planned. If we're going to somewhere, you know, I need notice. I have a, an autistic kiddo. I need, I suppose I need structure in life. But during the lockdown, I was schooling the kids. I suffer from mental health as well, as well as my kids suffer from mental health as well. So I was looking for something to keep me occupied um, I'm also a photographer so I couldn't get out and do that either and that's where I find another place to be happy in my life so I suppose as I said everyone's got the same amount of time in a day it's what you do with it I choose to better myself I'm over 50 I suppose getting lost in my motherhood I was always there for my kids I still am always there for my kids I take my kids to work with me and everything because I don't have any support with them but I suppose this is my midlife crisis because I can't afford a Porsche. <laughs> yes. Sorry, so sorry. Edu educating myself. I love getting in the pool with the kids. I love knowing that at the end of the day, I, as a teenager, did the dumb thing and wag school, lived with my dad in Queensland. Wag school, got drunk, got caught in a rip, pulled out by a helicopter. I suppose I'm not even supposed to be here, but. It is what it is. But I suppose I want to teach people, and it's not even the point of teaching them how to do the stroke properly. It's just to get out of trouble. Everybody loves the water. The water is a magical place to be. It, it's fun. Everybody loves it. Nobody should have to miss out on it. Just to get yourself out of danger, really. I don't care if you can't freestyle properly, but if you can get your face out and you can do some form of arm and leg action to get yourself out of trouble if you accidentally fell in a pool, if you accidentally fell in the river, if you accidentally fell out of a boat, whatever. I suppose that's what my aim is right now. It's just let people have fun in the water but get themselves out of trouble without yeah. panicking. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, men and mental health is, is it's a lot of things. There's a lot of people out there that used to swim, 
that have lost family members from drowning and then they've never got back in the water. It's a mental health thing. Getting people to just have fun again, I suppose. So, yeah, studying a million things gives me the background to help anyone and everybody in, in every capable way, not just a basic swim teacher. I want to be able to cover all areas to help everybody. So Yeah. And it's interesting you see the benefit of the water in that regards, that how much it can help people. And I use your story and your example quite a lot about being out in the rip, getting caught in the rip and being those 2Ks out and being rescued by helicopter because I think it emphasises exactly why we're here as swim teachers, to be able to develop that confidence in the water and to get out of trouble. It took me a long time to get back in the water. It took me a long time to even just have a shower. I still, you know, if a kid jumps on you in the pool, which does happen, you know, they jump on top of you and you go under with them, you know, it happens when you're teaching them. I still, to this day, every once in a while have a flashback. It doesn't take the trauma away, but it removes it from the front of your brain to the point where you can still have fun. Mm. But yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And I suppose even having that flashback, knowing that you can get out of it, you're in a secured area, it is a quick flashback, but which reminds you of what you went through, but you know that you have the stability behind you and that confidence to be able to get out of that situation now. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. 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 That's great. It's amazing to see. And then to be able to have that understanding, I think that's why you've come so far in such a short time, to have that understanding and then be able to transfer it into how you teach the children as well and to adapt what you know to then become a fantastic teacher with kids with disabilities and with mental health issues and how you know we spoke about again before the recording a lot of these kids that you've had haven't been able to get into the water or have been difficult to get in and do activities and you've come in and started teaching them and got them into the water so quickly and so confident in it yeah 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 to the point where they don't want their class to end and yes I'll see you next week (laughs) (laughs) they're crying for the other reason now (laughs) yeah personality to do that and trust me I have a very crazy personality (laughs) but it must bring so much joy to you and so so much confidence as well to see them transfer like that yeah it kind of helps me too with my own journey that I'm out there helping someone else like a a lot of mental health you feel like you're always alone you feel like you're stuck nobody's there for you that you kind of feel your self-worth I suppose kind of lowers but when you're out there doing that for somebody else for a kid for a parent to be saying oh my god thank you very much for doing that it helps you within your self-worth as well it makes you feel good about yourself and sometimes it's just that one trigger word of gratefulness that just helps you as well as them and then you know, it sets their day it sets your day it makes everyone happy can't yeah. ask any more than that in this crazy world than someone to be happy so that's yeah. right yep and that's what we want to try and achieve is that everyone's happy and they want to return to the sport yeah. and to the lessons and you know by giving them that confidence and you also gaining that confidence out of it then you're building that in them and making it easier for them to come back each time because they're enjoying it yeah exactly yeah, yeah. So what's been the biggest lesson you've learned in your journey so far or is there a couple of smaller lessons? To never judge yourself. You never know what you can do. Never judge anybody else. 
really, I'm still just learning as I go. Never compare yourself to anybody else when you're doing these lessons, when you're when you're doing these qualifications. Don't compare yourself to the person next door to you that can swim a lap in, you know, 23 seconds or something and you take five hours to get to the other end of the pool. Who cares? Doesn't matter. I think the main thing is don't ever judge your way of teaching. Don't put yourself down. Have fun with it. Learn your own way. Learn your own skills. I like that. And it was something, you know, I have slight mental health issues myself, been working towards it like you are to recover and actually build that personal development in myself. And it's something I used to judge myself a lot and I used to compare myself against other people. And I used to compare in regards to like you look at my mentors and think, wow, the amazing work they've done and not really taking the time to think, well, they've been in it for 30 years. I'm only seven years out in my career. I just sort of expect that I should be getting there. I should be at that level. So it's impatience, but it's also, you know, comparing and thinking, well, they're doing something right or um, they're doing it different to me. Am I doing it wrong or right? Having that confidence to be able to share and I suppose educate the parents as well as the kids, Um, getting into teaching the kids is easy, but then having to relay that to the parents and also being quite young myself and, We've spoken about younger kids coming in and and doing these courses and they don't have the, I suppose, the life journey that a lot of us have. And I think that's where building that confidence in the water and the confidence in teaching then helps you be able to relate to everyone, which is a really key role in this job. Yeah, exactly. The young ones I find get very off put with the parents on the side and commenting. A lot of parents... You know, you can't, once again, you don't judge yourself against the parents because the parents are out there looking after their kids. They want it done this way. They think that you're doing it this way and maybe that's not the right way to do it. But the thing is they're only commenting. It's Mm. just words. Words can't hurt you unless you let them. So I found I've had a couple of parents be very confronting as they call them. I think they call them helicopter mums or whatever. (laughs) You know, people have different lifestyles. They have mental health. They have different attachment styles within their life. Some are anxious. Some are, you know, like it's, you never judge that person. You don't know what's going on in their life. You don't know if they've lost a child previously and they're hanging on to this child with everything they've got. And, you know, if that makes them comment, just listen to it. Yeah, you know, make fun. I have fun with them, you know, like if the parents say, Oh, my child knows how to do that. I joke around with the kids and go, Oh my god, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me you could do that? Your mum's had to tell me you can do that. And then I say, Right, let's try it. And you can see the kid can't do what the parents saying. And you go, Well, that was a great effort, you know, like blow it off. But I think a lot of the young ones, they judge themselves, they judge the comments, they allow the words to hurt them. Is that saying they're not good for the job? No, it's not. They've just got to lighten the load a little bit. Just, yeah. 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 And I also think, I mean, a parent, when they do say stuff, like when I first started, I was like, man, they're judging me. And it didn't help that I worked with a lot of friends and I was teaching a lot of friends' kids. And they, I think, knew me from the start. They knew me from when I first turned up in the town and married my husband. And they still remember me like that. They don't see how I've developed. But you go in and, you know, you start, you listen to this stuff and 
you take it on board and you think, oh, they, when they ask you questions, you think you're not doing it good enough. Why are they asking me that? They should, yeah. it should just be happening. I understand it. Or they point out, oh, he's not pulling his arm through and that sort of thing. What you've got to realise is that, you know, you've got other kids in the class. You're working mm. in that circumstance when the father told me, oh, they're not pulling their arm through. I had a number of kids in the class and he'd only been, their kid had only been in for a couple of sessions. And they have that vantage point of sitting on the outside. They may have their own experience as well. I was still learning in regards to the competitive side. And, you know, now I pick up on that stuff a lot better, but it just made me click on. Yeah. and really become a bit more observant on what's going on. But also, you know, they're doing it out of love. You know, they pay for lessons. They want their kids to get the best out of the lessons and the most out of it. So like you said, it's just a comment and it is just them, I suppose, sharing their thoughts. You can't put them down for it, yeah. understand it, and, you know, take that time to explain it to them. Yeah, they may be getting it wrong, but that's our position and our job role is to go up and explain what's going on so they understand it and listen to what they have to say because like you said you don't know what's going on you don't know what their past experience is take on board and and just listen because we all want people to listen to us yeah but I mean within saying that too though like you know that 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 child might be a great swimmer last week did phenomenal this week did crack you don't know you know is that child in pain did he have sleep has he had a rough day at school you know people kids adults everybody have hard days I don't care if you have mental health or not mental health everybody has a hard day and that reflects on things so his arms may be sloppy that week next week they may be better. It just depends. Like the parents may be having a hard day. You're there in their face. They want this done this way. My child's not doing it. Rah, 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 rah. It's just a hard day. It's not a hard life, just a hard day. And everybody has them. So, you know, I suppose that comes down to, you know, their swimming ability, their stroke perfection, their, their everything. So once again, you know, you just, people have to learn not to personally take that on board. Yeah, that's right. Yep. And it's every day. I mean, you can be working in any environment and someone will give you a judging comment. You get judging looks when you're walking down the street, things like that. It's up to you whether you take that on board or whether that bounces off of you. Yeah, well, with my my other, I have my own photography business and it's the same, you know. You take someone's photo, oh, my God, can you Photoshop this? Can you Photoshop? Can you Photoshop? Can you Photoshop? And my answer to that is, do you really want to look like you or did you want to look like a model in a book? Yeah. And they said, well, I kind of want to look like me. I said, well, I'm not going to Photoshop this, 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 and this because then it's not you. It's art and it's not you. That's right. So, you know, you you get those uh, photos of babies and their porcelain look. I get that some people want that perfection. My child is perfected. Their skin is perfected. In reality, they've got milk spots all over their face. If I took on every judgment that somebody had ever given me, like, and sometimes I have taken it on board, don't get me wrong, people criticise my work. But there's other people out there that are happy to pay for it. Mm. You're not going to make everybody happy. That's the thing. We all try to make everybody happy. We can't. Yeah. So, yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah, a great lesson. And the ability to push those thoughts away and then also to deal with those comments comes with age and wisdom. I know it's something that my mother always taught me when I was young and being teased and things like that, you know, don't take it on board, build that brick wall. And then I think 
it's now that I'm starting to understand that stuff and the younger people I think are not getting that understanding as early and they're not getting that I suppose commentary about it and how to develop it and it takes that time to implement I mean we've got kids coming out in and teaching now that are 16 Mm. they're having to go through so much I remember when I was 16 going through so much and then having to build those things it takes so much time of practice to build those understanding of what life throws at you and how to deal with it that now I'm 36, that I'm, it's all starting to fall in place. Like how can we expect a 16-year-old to understand it if we're not yeah. putting it out there for them? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So what's been the biggest highlight for you so far in your journey? Knowing that I'm not completely stupid and I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when you are far from stupid. <laughs> oh, I suppose testing my own ability to see what I can and can't do. I come from um, some not nice relationships, which made me actually judge myself of what I am capable of doing, that people will take me seriously. And I suppose I've pushed myself out of my own comfort zone to actually do that. So, yeah, my highlight is patting myself on my own back. I'm 52 years old. I once again, <laughs> can't afford a Porsche, so <laughs> midlife crisis is using my brain. <laughs> but I think that's something, uh, like, in regards to, yeah, having a Porsche, like, you can go out and buy a Porsche or you can do the whole thing of going out and buying a motorbike, but using your brain and learning something and being able to put that into work where you then can build the money to go buy a Porsche later. I wasn't I wasn't the the smartest I wasn't the brightest person at school I did get bullied a lot I was a loner and still to this day sometimes I enjoy being a loner I suppose lockdown's done that to everybody (laughs) haven't they you gotta learn to be a loner so (laughs) um but like I suppose it's showing me within myself that I am capable of yeah, just using my brain for something good that I don't have to do everything the same as everybody else. I can just be me. Yeah. And 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 teaching kids, you know, as I said, I've got a crazy personality, loud and proud. Don't know how, where the hell that came from. Don't know how the hell that started because it just did. <laughs> <laughs> um, would I change it? No, not at all. My my kids think that I'm absolutely bloody loopy and and but you know I make them laugh. And same with the kids in the pool. It's, I take their lessons serious to a degree, but we have fun. And I yeah. think you know that that's one thing in the pool is you you have to have fun. It's you go to school and it's all learn 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 learn. You know structure structure structure. You've got to have fun in life because if you don't, the kids are going to get bored. They're not going to want to come back. So I think. Just using my brain, having fun, showing myself that I can do anything I put my mind to, which I already knew I could, but, you know, just proving it again. (laughs) Well, and that's it. It's something you need to have proven to you over and over again to build that confidence and that you need to push yourself. And every time you get knocked back, you need that step just to prove that you can push yourself past it. 
and I understand it yourself. I had the same as you. I had trouble at school. I wasn't the, the brightest kid. And I always thought, you know, I was deemed just to do those roles or those jobs, those mundane ones that, you know, I'm, I'm not Thanks. going to be, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to be that successful business person. And I had these hopes and dreams to become that successful business person. I, I knew in my life I could do it. Mm. But you come out of school, you feel, you know, and I, I dropped out of uni and all that sort of thing because I wasn't great at exams. You start feeling that you're not good enough. You're not that person. You can't be the successful person. And then mm. to find something mm. like swim teaching where it's not that exam to get in, but it, it works on your life credit and your experience. Yeah. And I suppose in a way it's challenging, but it's not challenging. So it's not challenging to actually do the course, but it's challenging to succeed. Yes. Um, and get it. And you make it what you are. And I think that's for me something being able to, you know, I've built a successful business around it. I've built a successful life around it and a passion that I never thought I would have because mm. I just thought I was deemed for the mundane roles. And that I was never good enough, I'd never qualify in something. But like you, the amount of stuff I've done in swimming, the amount of courses, the amount of opportunities I've had, I can now see myself blossom in it. Yeah. And I want to be able to give that to other people like yourself and the ones that are uh, going through the same path of not being the brightest, but, you know, something physical like getting into the pool and and teaching and working on those slight skills that you have Mm. that normally don't stand out. And yeah. I always looked at myself and said, you know, you have to go to a four-year course to be a teacher. How can I be teaching kids? But I actually know how to do it. Yeah. I found that when I started this and when I first met you, the first day I had to have my kids with me. And I think having kids with special needs, you find that, again, what am I going to do in life? You know, I can't go to work. I've got nobody. I'm a single mum. I've got no one to take the kids. I can't leave them at home on their own. You know, one's a diabetic and the other one's a high-functioning autism with OCD, dyslexia, high anxiety and depression. She's 18, but she can't stay at home by herself. So when I started looking into this, I, I actually enjoyed it. I enjoyed that I passed. I met people. I made kids happy. And at the end of the day, the place where I'm working I threw it all off the cliff to start with. I'm a single mum. Kids with medical needs. I can't always come to work because I've got doctor's appointments from hell, (laughs) which I do. (laughs) I said, but the thing, my biggest thing is I need to bring my kids to work with me. They're 14. They're 18. They are well, they're they're well-behaved kids. They're polite. They're respectful. They homeschool themselves. We do distant education. If that is a problem, then there's no use pursuing this at all. And I've never been knocked back. They've met my kids. They've My kids have proven themselves. My kids are awesome. I love my children. <laughs> <laughs> I love them too. They're great. Uh, and they've got a humor, sense of humor, which is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that was the biggest thing that people understand that my kids are there, but I can still come and do what I need to do. So, and that was one thing. I never knew how I was going to do this. Will these two kids ever leave home? Probably not. And I come to terms with that a long time ago. So I've had to learn to build my life, my lifestyle, my dreams, my goals, my anything that I want to do in life. I have to build around my kids. 
And if people say, nope, sorry, can't bring the kids, well, it's like, mm, sorry, well, I can't come. There's not much I can do about it. So, yeah. Yeah. And I yeah. think that's what I love about the industry, that you can have these quirks, these non-negotiables, not that your kids are quirks, sorry, <laughs> but they're not No, but they're non-negotiables. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and a lot of people understand, a lot of people know what life is. They are willing to give you that opportunity and they're willing to take that on. It would be a different story if you weren't capable of teaching and, you know, you had that extra responsibility on top. But, you know, for someone and like yourself who, you know, you've had them for that time, you've been able to adapt, you've settled your life around it, yeah. um, you know how to manoeuvre and how to do things with your children around And I think also it becomes a family type thing. I think a lot of these facilities and this industry is a family. So people understand what it's like for you to be able to succeed and to do well is to bring the family with you. I think it also gives your kids an opportunity too. And I have, you know, whether it's something that will come true or not, I have this ultimate dream of, being able to do courses and things like that for ones girls like yours who have that need you know they need to be around people Mm. and it may be something they can't sit there and do the whole course for the day you know that we separate the course and we get people through with these special needs with the anxiety with the dyslexia we take that time because I think they're going to be better teachers for it yeah. And I think the opportunities you girls have that, yes, they have, they've got to go to work with mum, but, you know, they're getting such an understanding of it too. Um, yeah. And, you know, eventually if they want to, to be able to go and do the course themselves, if we can adapt it in a way that would be able to work for them, that they can go to work with mum and they can earn their own money at the same time. Yeah. That would be a dream come true for me. And I think it would be amazing that we can offer those opportunities because, you know, autism and things like that are um, are higher in this day and age with kids. Yeah. How much more relatable would it be for a child to be taught with someone Mm. or by someone that has, you know, the same issues, the same understanding that is Mm. mentally mature enough to be able to teach? I'm not saying just throw everyone and anyone into the pool but they've got to have that understanding to be able to teach and that responsibility but to be able to relate and understand with these kids at the same time would be fantastic yeah exactly like sky's a type one diabetic so they've got to have what we call a watcher type one is don't feel a hypo a lie a low sugars come on in the water you won't see it come on i was told from the pediatricians you know she always needs a watcher if she's swimming so sadly Two years ago, Sky had an episode in the water. I've never seen a kid go transparent before. Eyes in the back of her head and just went straight under. She's hypo-unaware. She doesn't feel it. She doesn't feel lows coming on. We run a pump. We run the CGM and everything. And, of course, the pump has to come off her while she goes in the pool. So, you know, Sky's main aim is to help kids with type 1 diabetes have what she classes as a normal life you know, to be able to just go swimming and have fun and, you know, not have to stress about it and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, so it is. People have got to understand that everybody's lifestyle is different. Gab being autistic, their brains, they are the most intelligent kids. But things need to be broken down. Too much information all at once is like, 
drawing big scribbles in a ball on paper. Like it just, all the information's in there, but it's just like a big broken jigsaw puzzle. So small bits all together would be great. So to get into a pool with a kid with autism, that understand each other, they'd relate. A kid with type 1 diabetes who's had a moment in the water to get back in and know that you're being taught by someone who's also had a moment in the water. You know, like, yeah, it would help. Yeah. It would help a lot. I think, once again, it comes down to mental health stuff. So, yeah, yeah. that's right. I'm, yeah. I'm a yeah. big, big advocate for mental health. So, yeah. yeah. And I just came up with an idea. Now, it's Sky that does amazing drawing, isn't it? No, Gabby. Oh, it's Gabby. Imagine pulling those two talents together is this guy wanting to share and give kids the opportunity and to understand what it's like living with type 1 diabetes. Yeah, what about a comic? Yeah. Be able to draw and, you know, a storybook about living with that stuff and how to be normal in an aquatic environment. Yeah. And you could get Gab to do the pictures. The illustrations, yeah. Yeah, just putting it out there. Yeah. <laughs> girls are you listening in the background no they're not they're in another room <laughs> give them a bit of time <laughs> we're planning it out for you <laughs> that's it that's it so has there been anyone that's played a big role in your aquatic journey um you oh don't <laughs> oh, no i'm gonna cry <laughs> You from meeting you from day one, just watching what you do. And I enjoy doing the courses with you. You're you're fantastic to work with it. And I learn so much and I love it. So yeah, you. Oh, thank yeah. you. That's yeah. so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise I have nobody, so it's you. <laughs> you have people. No, oh. I don't. Don't follow the Olympics or anything like that. No offence to any Olympian swimmers or anyone that hears this. <laughs> Please don't take it personally on board. I just don't have, I have so much time to do things, not. I don't watch the Olympics. I suppose, I mean, I don't watch football either. I, I'm not, I, I don't do that kind of stuff. I think you you follow things that you're interested in. I'm not, I'm not interested in being an Olympian. Good on them for those who are. I'm not into playing football. Good on those who want to do it for a living. I suppose I follow people that have inspired me personally within my life. So within saying you, if I'd never met you, I wouldn't have done these courses. And without these courses, I wouldn't be here with you now. So I find you easy to learn from. I have anxiety and I have panic attacks. Did I have anxiety on the first day? You better bloody believe I did. <laughs> there Sleep. by myself in a room full of people going, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> I'm telling you something, so did I. I had Sorry? it as well. Yeah. I had anxiety at the same time, room full of people I didn't know, one of my first courses. Yeah. And then it was like, let's get in the pool. And I'm like, holy shit, it's been a while. <laughs> And then I'm like, yeah, started judging myself. I'm like, God, what happens if these people can do it? Rah, rah, rah. And but that's my personality. I do me. If I don't do it the same as someone else, I don't particularly care. And it's taking me <laughs> a lot of cancelling to be able to say that. <laughs> I am me and I am proud to be me, and not everybody likes me, and that's okay. I, they don't yeah. have to. Yeah. But so, I think yeah. also. 
I've been doing a bit of research lately on, you know, standing out and being different in regard in regards to business. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is you. It's what you bring to it. It's you being genuine. You can sit there and be same as, as the other, you know, professionals in the industry and try and fit in and get nowhere because that you're just being the same as everyone else. It's, it's like those um, multi-level marketing businesses. Don't get me wrong. I run one as well. I do skincare on the side, makes a bit of money in lockdown and whatnot. But they say, follow, follow what everybody else has done and you'll get there. No, I'm sorry. I can't follow what some of them done because it's unrealistic for me. If I had say some of this stuff to people I know that run and hide and never speak to me again as a human being besides anything else. So you've got to bring you to the table, your quirkiness, what works for you, what you're comfortable with. I'm not comfortable with saying to people, you must jump on board. You must do this, blah, 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 blah. That's not me. If you, if you want to jump on board, go ahead, confront me, ask me. I'm happy to tell you, but I'm not a pushy person. I've never been a pushy person. I don't like being pushed by others and I don't push anything onto anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the understanding you've got to have yourself. And then also what attributes you've got, what good things you bring to the industry and your role. And I'll say up front that, you know, Lisa and I have done a number of courses together, but I learn so much more from you than I feel that I give you. So that's why I love doing it because I can learn from everyone else. And it is not about pushing it, but for me, it's about giving people the opportunity and the experiences. And that's how I've learned in the industry to be able to go out and, you know, whether it's just going down when we could to Melbourne and taking part in a coaching session there and just, you know, learning, seeing Rowan Taylor, seeing some of these elite coaches running sessions with the younger squad kids from the JX stuff. You know, I, I picked up so much stuff from that. It's popping in and having a conversation with someone from another swim school and just having a chat or mm. chatting on Messenger and, oh, what do you think of this and how do you do this? You know, those conversations that you have with people, but you need to be genuine. Yeah. You need yeah. to be you and you need to take that time. People are willing to help out. You know, I drove four hours to Madura to be able to listen to Ian Pope teach the kids up there and I found listening to that has helped not just my coaching side but also my swim teacher and the basic side of it and you know starting these kids from scratch and where you target and what you work on and bringing in your life experiences too it's not just what you learn on the job it's what you learn outside of the job what roles you bring in doing life coaching courses and things like that all that emphasizes it makes that connection with the kids and develops what you do a lot more yeah, I also find, yeah, this industry is people are, they work as, it doesn't matter where you come from, it's people work as a team. Everyone is happy to support each other. Everyone's happy to answer a question, teach you how to do this, teach you how to do that. There's some other businesses, some other careers and all that kind of stuff. They're very clicky. They don't, you know, this is mine. Oh, I did it this way. I'm not going to show you how I done it. Rah, rah, rah. That doesn't work for anybody. That just causes you to look like a bit of a Twitter. There's a word. (laughs) (laughs) For me. (laughs) I'm I'm minding my P's and Q's. It's all good. (laughs) It takes a bit, doesn't it? (laughs) It does take a lot for me, yes. (laughs) Oh, man. 
Um, I'm going to put another mentor out there for you. So your new boss, Nicole, the amount of care and guidance she's given you already in such a role that you have and allowing you to develop new stuff. And I suppose you being able to put out ideas out there and thoughts and for her to take them on board and say, okay, let's experiment. Let's see how they work. She trusts in your abilities and your understanding. I think that's given you that freedom and that ability to try and have the confidence in yourself as well. Oh, definitely. Uh, Skyby, the diabetic, lives with chronic pain. I wanted to be able to put her in some form of, I just want her in water just to be able to move. She has swelling in her ankles, her knees, um, her wrists, and she just misses out on so much. So I said to Nicole, you know, we need a program where I can, you know, get this kid in the water, but not just my kid, like other people. I have friends who have had knee reconstructions, hip replacements. They're not, they're, they're not, I'm not going to say the word sore. They're just stiff. You know, you, you yeah. get that mental block of, oh my God, if I'm going to move, it's going to hurt. Not saying that it doesn't hurt because I wouldn't know. Never had either of those two. They say it does hurt like hell. But I wanted to start a program at work where they could come and I could guide them to just walk in water. So the program is walk in water, but it's not a selected structured program. It's just to stand there and make sure when they're walking backwards that they're placing their foot properly from, you know, when you walk forward, place your heel, your arch, your your ball, your toes, making sure that they're walking properly so that they're stretching all muscles. But when you're walking backwards that you're not, walking backwards with your back so that you're not arching your back to push through the water and that kind of stuff. Youth endurance. So the kids who love swimming, they don't want to go and do squad, but they want to keep swimming. They want the fitness. They want the joy in water. So we're starting youth endurance to where they're swimming. They're timed once a week to show them that their lung capacity, their fitness, and that is building. It doesn't matter if you're in the same spot for three weeks and then on the fourth week you have a second faster. It's showing you that it's improving. You do 20 minutes of strokes and then you go into half an hour of aerobics to build up fitness. So, you know, if you've got a kid that's stuck on a phone but likes swimming, doesn't want to do squad, doesn't want to become an Olympian, something for them to do. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she's amazing. She just she just runs with it. I just love it. <laughs> <laughs> but to have that opportunity, I think, makes such a difference that you can put your point of view forward and you can say, well, what about this? And I think that's the one thing I've got out of doing these podcasts and the last couple of years of teaching and presenting. It's the opportunities that we give these kids. We don't have to have that single-minded view that they do learn to swim, they go to competitive, and then they swim at the Olympics. Yeah. You've got to open the door to a lot of opportunities out there, whether it is showing them that they can be in, have the endurance, be physically fit by swimming, and then, yeah. like you said, building the, the, the full body strength yeah. by doing water aerobics on the side and showing that yeah. water aerobics isn't just for the oldies, or whether it's giving them that, that relief from the physical pain and also the mental pain that goes on when you have chronic pain and chronic injuries yeah Yeah. you got to walk and in in an environment where they're not they don't have that muscle loading and I know myself standing up being overweight as soon as that gravity hits or walking out of the pool and you think oh I feel like a mermaid in the water yeah I don't look like it (laughs) but then you (laughs) you walk up those steps and you get out and gravity takes hold 
but yeah. to be able to have that mobility in the water and then build those muscles and that strength but in a correct way and I think that's yeah. where the experience you've had doing a water aerobics course and all that comes into it because you understand the correct way of walking and yeah. that the you can get that physical movement in the water can stretch those muscles without the the weight and gravity taking hold so less injury and I think that's what brings such a good understanding to your knowledge because you've yeah. taken those opportunities to do a lot of courses you can pull that into how do we teach how does the body move in water how does that emphasize for a learn to swim as well and then competitive well see you know the kids can go and do sport if they want to but there is kids that want to do both and that's great I'm not saying do one or the other you can do both but I do find that when they go and do competitive swimming and you know like uh, doing the coaching and stuff that I was doing, the competitive strokes and swim coaching, I was finding that when the kids had been and done racing on the weekends and then they'd come to to squat on Monday, they were sore. Yeah. Their legs were sore. Their arms are sore. And they're like, oh, but I wanted it. Oh, my God. And as I said to, to Nicole, what I wanted, what I'd like to achieve is like at the end of doing the water aerobics, at the end of it, you've got to cool down. You've got to cool down. You've got to stretch those muscles out. As kids are just getting out of the pool, yeah. you know, they're warming up, they're getting in, but they're not cooling down properly. They're not stretching those muscles properly. And I think if you were to put the water aerobics in there, you're working that muscle just that little bit more. So they're not going to be as sore after events. Are they still going to be sore? Yeah, more than likely, but not as sore. Or they know what to do now, how to stretch a muscle out, out of the pool or in the pool before they get out. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it gives them that opportunity, even just walking in the water, just taking that time to be movement in the water but not actually swimming. There's a couple of kids here in in the country areas that I am that are keen to swim and they, they look at the Olympics and think those achievements and if I'm determined enough I can do it. But then they sit back and think, oh, well, what am I going to do over year 12? And the parents always think, you know, what about study? What about year 12? I spoke to my mentor, Joanne Love, and she said a lot of the kids have actually, you know, take some time off over that year 12 period, whether they stop competing or whether they cut what they do in half. Well, mm. they can still have that endurance in your program. They can still yeah. get involved. If yeah. they want to time themselves, they've got that ability to time it. But, yeah. you know, they're taking that time off and they're not pushing themselves. Yeah but they're still being physically fit. So when they do come back into it and by the off chance, they maybe want to do a competition every now and then, they're not that far Their back. Body's prepared. Prepared, yeah. yeah, yeah. They can go so in. I'm timing once a week, not every single time, not every race, not every stroke, not everything. And it's once a week, the same stroke, so that you can see. So it's usually freestyle. It's just a quick test. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's not a big thing. And as I said to the kids, for the love of God, don't kick yourself. Because if you're two seconds slower the following week, you may have done PE at school that day. You may be a girl with your hormones. We'll put it as hormones. Well, we may be boys with hormones. Maybe, you know, something's happening at home. You may suffer from mental health. You may have an exam coming up. You've got anxiety. Your brain's elsewhere. There are so many things things that can change that time it's not just physical it is all mental as well so yeah just keeping the kids as active as I can 
but also looking at walking in water for sky for kids who just want to live with pain free. Yeah, but it builds up resilience as well. I mean, to be able to say, okay, I didn't get that time, but it's a small stepping stone. It's not I'm going out to a competition and I absolutely bummed. It's that small stepping stone. Okay, I've dropped two seconds on this one or it's two seconds slower. Yeah. Next one, I'm going to be two seconds faster. I'm going to get back to my average and then I'm going to continue to build. It gives them that a sort of secured and safe and not mentally draining way of building resilience in small little steps. Yeah, and it and it's, gives them a goal. It gives mm. them a goal. I mean, all kids need a goal to work towards. I mean, they say a goal without a date is just a wish. I think that's a load of crap. A goal is a goal. It doesn't matter. I mean, again, you know, you, you may go two seconds faster next week then you might go a second slower the week before. It doesn't matter. People Mm. have got to learn to stop, I don't know, pressuring kids so much that determination is you must do better, you must do better, you must do better, you must do better, and and if you don't, then you failed. That is the worst thing that anybody can hear. It it makes them judge themselves. It makes them feel sad about themselves, and nobody wants to live like that. So, Mm. yeah, so I've started it. So they've got goals to work towards, but they're not hard. They're not pressured. They never feel like they fail. I'm big on self-esteem with kids. Depression is such a big thing in, in kids these days, being locked up in lockdown. Gabby's doing year 11 and 12 this year. Sky's doing year 8. Like they bounce pretty good, but I know there's kids out there that aren't bouncing and it's suffering with their work. And, you know, life's not normal. It's not. I don't care what anyone says. It's not normal. It's not normal for the government to say you are not allowed to leave your house. This is a country of freedom. You know, there's so many things at the moment that are affecting our kids to just have something to work towards that is positive. Mm. One thing, one thing. Yeah, and something to look forward to once a week. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go do this. You know, you know, it's just fun. They meet people. They have fun. They have to put up with me. Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> we get their uh, session of loopiness. Yeah. <laughs> but they, they do, and I'll say, and I say, hi, Lisa, how you going? And we go, I'm great. How are you? And they go, oh God, she's in one of these moods. God's <laughs> <laughs> <Cots> over. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, the kids jump out and I've had feedback from their parents and that and they say, you know, they really like this training with you. They have fun. And I'm like, well, that's that's all I need to hear is they're having fun. I don't care about anything else as long as the kids are happy and they're going to yeah. come back. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, and that's what we want. We want them to have fun and then we want them to come back. We yeah. want to give them the opportunities that they control and error. And, you know, if they find something I like, then they can put the passion and the determination into achieving that. Or if they don't, they can just be healthy and fit and enjoy water as they go. And be a kid. Kid, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. that's it. I think a lot of people just forget that they're kids. Yes, yeah. Yeah. That's it. And I find that even myself, you know, the amount of personal development I've done, the amount of understanding I've done to find out what I and who I really am. And then I look at my daughter who's eight years old and I put things to her and I say, you know, understand it this way and understand it that way. And and she looks at me and I keep thinking, crap, she hasn't got the mentality I have. 
She can't look at it that way because she hasn't got the background, that understanding. I've really got to sometimes not dull it. Well, yeah, dull it down. She's not a stupid kid. She takes a lot in, but I can't expect her to think about it as a 36-year-old woman. Exactly. Yeah. You know, like they've got to see it in their own way and understand yeah. it in their own way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, she might be going through the same stuff as me and what I did, but you've got to teach her in that in that way, in that kid way. Yeah. So what advice would you give to a new teacher or coach coming out into the aquatic industry? Just do it. Do it. Do it. Simple. Do it. Don't overthink it. Don't think that your swimming strokes have to be perfect to teach it. Don't judge yourself. Again, don't judge yourself. If you want to give it a go, give it a crack. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? You're going to get qualified and find that it's not for you. You're going to get qualified. You're going to find that, um, like me, oh, my God, that was so much fun. Mel, where do we go from here? You know? What like, can I do? More, more, more. Just do it. <laughs> but you've heard me say, like, even when we've done, I've done the courses with you, with people that I've never met before, and then they, you know, more than once when we were doing the babies and toddlers they're like oh yeah but yeah but yeah but and I kept saying to them just do it (laughs) just do it like because they procrastinate and they look I'm an overthinker as well don't get me me wrong but then there's the procrastination yeah but what happens what happens what happens I mean we were working with dolls what's the worst thing that's going to happen your doll's going to (laughs) float But, you know, and they said, but what happens if, you know, you're doing this with somebody else's child? When you're doing it with newborn babies, you're not doing it. The parents are doing it. You're teaching the parent, not the child. And you'll build up to that. Just treat the child like it's yours, that you like the child. (laughs) (laughs) The one that you do like. (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Um, But, yeah, treat, treat the kid like it's yours. You don't want something to happen in your watch to this year, you're there to teach them how to have a safe time and a fun time in the pool. So, yeah, just do it. Nothing bad can happen. You'll either like it or you won't. And at the end of the day, you've learnt something new. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Perfect. It's not yeah. a life-threatening thing. I mean, we've got the other thing of we have to be safe around the water. But as you said, especially with young kids, you're, you're teaching the parents more than the child. Yeah. Um, and you can build up to it. You don't have to be confident straight away, but the only way to build the confidence to get in and give it a go. That's exactly right. Don't be off put by screaming, kiddos. I had a class with <laughs> all six babies were screaming. Why? Because it was eight o'clock in the goddamn morning. I hadn't had enough coffee. I wanted to cry. So <laughs> I cry, you I cry, we all cry. An hour to get to work, an hour in the morning to get to work. It was eight o'clock in the morning and I could have been sitting in front of a bloody heater with a coffee. Instead, I had six children screaming in my face. Did it off put me? No. I just went, huh. Kids will cry. They cry for all different reasons. You are a new person. You are a stranger. They may not want to be around other children. They may be tired. They may be hungry. They may not feel well. They are just having a bad day and they don't want to be in the bloody pool. Move past it. Don't be bad. Don't kick yourself. If there's one parent with a screaming child, keep teaching the other kids and keep just interacting. Don't ignore that parent. 
just pull them aside and just say, well, you do you the best you can of what we're doing and let them work their way into what we're doing. And when they want to come in, come in. And if they don't, they don't. But just That's don't exclude it. them because the parents feel bad because their kids screaming. You don't want to make them feel like crap even worse. Mic drop. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That is exactly it. That's what I, yeah, I have kids that their parents will pay constantly for their kid to come to the lessons. And, you know, they'll be sitting on the edge and they won't, and I'll just always work with two and talk to that one. Oh, you're going to come in. Oh, can you see what they're doing? And then by the time the end of the lesson, they're always wanting to get involved and wanting, but you haven't pressured them. You haven't allowed them to play on the steps. You're still keeping an eye on them, making yeah. sure they're safe. Yeah, I think that's it. It's it's just giving them that time and, and giving the parents the understanding that their child is not wrong. It's a form of communication that just give them that time to try your best, do what, we, what we're doing as much as possible. Yeah, and we'll try and filter them in and get them in and give them that confidence and give them that toys. time and space. Yeah, toys. I always have toys on the side, elephant, sheep, giraffe, whatever, little toy. This is my friend and only special people can look after him. Can you just look after him for me? Because I need him to learn how to swim too. And I'll come back and then I'll grab the take it off the child and say, oh, look, you know, the elephant can put its chin in. You know, we just put our chin in the water and then we can put our nose in and then we can just real quick like this, we go with our eyes. So elephant can do it. How about you hold the elephant and do it? Then all of a sudden it becomes a game. Then they realise that game's not scary. And they start. So I've done that like, I've had one child that didn't want to come in a couple of times, a couple of weeks in a row. They had the same toy and the same toy did the same things and the toy was still there the next week so the toy didn't drown. So, (laughs) yeah, Yeah, toys. Toys are great. I love toys. Toys make my job easier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Toys are amazing. Even getting kids to bring their own toys in from home and they sit on the edge of the pool, okay, you can play with your toy for a couple of minutes. Then we're going to go back in and you're going to show your toy how you swim. Oh, so no, I, I let them bring their toys and bring the, the, them into the pool. So if they're going to torpedo, I've had a little girl torpedo and with a Barbie doll in her hands. But Barbie has to go first in your hands as long as you're torpedoing through. So Barbie's leading the way. <laughs> I've got a kid that will not come swimming without dinosaur. I call him Dinodysaur. So Dinodysaur has to be in your hands, but you still have to torpedo. So you've got to squash it like a sandwich and hold him. So they're learning to hold like, you know, on top of a hand and under a hand yep. and torpedo through. They're not holding it with clenched fists. So their hands are in the right position, which is more mind over matter of, oh, my God, I'm going to drop it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, I'll let them swim with them. They're allowed to come on the boards with them so they're not allowed to fall off the board. It keeps the board straight. When they're on their belly, if their bellies are dropping, the toy has to stay on the belly button. They can push their belly buttons up. Yep, perfect. Now, if they're going to jump out to me, they've got to jump out and I'll have their toy in my bather top, like, you know, just under the strap, and they've got to jump out and get it. So, yeah, I, I do lots of things. I love toys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's giving them the comfort of a toy that they know from home, but they've got to understand the skill as well. They're using yep. it to advance. And I like that, how you're saying, you know, having to build that pressure. I, you know, I might you- even do it with the kids that are keen to get in the water. That yep. They get that understanding because a lot of them will then pull their arms apart. 
Yeah. They've got a toy there. They've got to keep it between their hands. Yeah, sinky toys for the older kids. Put, you know, the long sinky toys. Yeah. Yeah, put one on the top of their hand and sandwich it. They've got to hold it there. They can't let it go because when you're teaching a torpedo, they get the, well, as I call it, pancake one hand, pancake the other, and up next to your ears. So as soon as they go under the water, the first thing they do is break their hands away or bring them down to their side. Well, you're going to drop the sinky toy. Yeah. You drop the sinky toy, we can't play with it at the end. It's kind of a little bit like blackmail. <laughs> <laughs> but it works. But it works. Blackmail's always good when it works. That's it. You know, like, and I get them, you know, like if they start losing interest, I'm like, see this, and I'll hold it up. You know, and they, what is it? It's the sinking. Do you want to play with this at the end? They're like, yes. And I'm like, well, come on, let's go. <laughs> I make fun of it. I break it up. I don't keep it structure structured I have a bit of fun with them so and yeah. I give them security with their own toys or one of my toys and tell them it's my favorite half the time I don't even know what my favorite is <laughs> <laughs> little white lies never hurt anybody come it's on your, it's your favorite <laughs> if they get in the water because of it <laughs> oh that's it and if I lose it then I'm gone <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's absolutely amazing to have that understanding and that patience and that knowledge and been only in the industry for three years yep coming up three years yeah so I passed my first two certificates or qualifications within 11 months I was a swim teacher and babies and toddlers within 11 months and two COVID lockdowns (laughs) (laughs) you just gotta add that because I'm proud (laughs) (laughs) just put it out there just putting it out there. So, yeah, everyone, anyone and everyone can do this. There is no excuse. Yeah, and that's yep. determination to be able to do it. But then also the understanding that you've picked up so much stuff from everything that you've done. I think that's absolutely fantastic because you understand those little tips and tricks so early on. It can take a lot of people a lot of time to be able yeah. to learn that stuff. I think having an autistic kiddo just, you know, learning between the difference between a, an autistic meltdown and a tantrum you learn to engage with the kids and figure out what they need to get through. Like if a kid is actually having a tantrum, there's a reason why they're having a tantrum. You just need to work through that. Yeah. Don't ignore it because they're trying to get your attention desperately to tell you that there is something wrong. So have fun, just find your way. And I think, you know, that's the way I've always worked, having fun with kids. I'm a big kid at heart. I'm crazy, loud, proud. And I'm not going to change. <laughs> I hope I don't get worse, but I'm not going to change. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know if we need more craziness. <laughs> Is okay. there a limit? I, I make your qualification when we do them on the day. I make them fun. You do, you do. But I love it also, like when we're doing the competitive strokes one, you're bringing in so much more information, which developed a lot more discussion, I think. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, crap, look at the time. We've been talking so much. Um, <laughs> but it gave the others such an understanding because, you know, they're looking at, okay, we've got to teach them to swim but and we've got to teach them to be fast. But there's so much more behind it as a coach that I think, you know, you do these qualifications, you go out and you start training and it takes years to understand the human being behind the swimmer sometimes and how you relate to them. It is not just about making them fast. There's so much more to understand and to be able to move up and go up into those elite coaching roles. I think we've got to give them that taste in that side a lot earlier because we've got kids coming through with higher mental health issues, 
you know, lockdowns are expanding on that stuff and emphasizing it. So as a coach and as a significant person in their life, because they're seeing us, you know, even as swim teachers, they're seeing us a lot more than say their grandparents and things like that. Hmm. We have to take those roles. It's not just about teaching and learn to swim. It's about, you know, so much more and finding that person behind the the swimmer, behind the child and developing them and giving them those life skills. Yeah. You've got to become their friends. So, you know, like, to a degree you're not going to go out and have coffee with them but every once in a week you know they're going to come to you you're going to have fun they can communicate with you they've got to feel comfortable with you I mean I personally wouldn't go and do something if I didn't feel comfortable with the person doing it I would not feel comfortable if my child was doing something they weren't comfortable with the instructor or you know you find out why 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 aren't you comfortable it's yeah communication friendship just treating them real, like just, yeah. you know, there's, a, there's fake it till you make make it, but then there's also faking your personality. Just be you, be you. Yep, yep, yeah. that's it, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So for you, what does swimming look like into the future? Two more courses and I'm completed. <laughs> <laughs> now we've spoken about this, there's more to go. <laughs> <laughs> Not many. <laughs> Um, in the future in the future I just want to know that people know how to get out of trouble in water I like teaching people I like that people want to learn from me but I don't want to be just stuck in one structured area I like to have all areas covered I like a bloody good challenge. (laughs) 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 Yeah. So I I set myself challenges. If you don't challenge yourself in life, you're going to get bored. And and it is very easy to get bored. So I want to cover all aspects. There's not one area that I don't want to teach. I want to be able to teach adults to get in the pool for the first time. I've had so many people, like I go to the petrol station in my work clothes, ready to go to work. Oh my God, are you a swimming instructor? Do you know I'm an adult and I don't know how to swim? And I'm like, well, here's my card. Contact me. I'll, Good know. work. I, I don't mind being a product of myself. I don't want to just have kids. I want to be able to teach people like Skybee to get out of pain. I want people to be able to do water aerobics. You know, fitness to me in general is a very big thing. I've lost 29 kilos in three years by myself, no operations, no nothing. Self-determination, self-goals. I I just want to expand on everybody. I, I want someone to be able to get something out of life where they feel good about themselves. If they fall out of a boat to get to safety not panic to feel good that their kid become an olympian because they learnt how to swim to get in the water to get out of pain to be an older lady just to meet up with some girlfriends do a bit of aerobics have fun and god some of those ladies are hilarious they have me in hysterics to the point where i can't do it i had one lady turn around i can't get my hair wet i'm going out for coffee i'm like oh sweet jesus anyway so (laughs) give her a bath in a shower cap she had a full face on and all she goes can't get my face wet can't get my hair wet and i'm standing there looking at her like okay whatever we're doing this you do your version love but we're doing this so they get to know me i'm not a harsh person i do have a sense of humor i can push 
in a, with water aerobics if you want to be pushed. Don't mind the good challenge. <laughs> I'll keep up with you. I won't start it and stop and expect you to keep going. No, I, I want to teach everybody anything that has to do with water. Water is magical. It is relaxing. It's calming and nobody should be scared of it. Yeah. And I think, you know, as much as I say on these podcasts and what I do, finding your niche and what works for you, there is that also side of the person that has an understanding of it all or a part understanding of it all enough to be able to teach and train in all areas of swimming, Mm. not have a speciality in one's area, but you draw on information from all areas and use that information to help every single part. Whether it's drawing on water ropes to help learn to swim, competitive to help learn to swim, mental health to help learn to swim, or the other way, learn to swim to help competitive, vice versa. I think there's that role as well. There's that general knowledge type role, I suppose, is what I'm saying. And then you can specialise into babies and toddlers. You can specialise into disability. But we also need that general knowledge role where we fill the gap in between it all as well. Yeah, yeah. My life hasn't always been an easy journey. I have gone through a lot. But I suppose if I got stuck on one area of just basic swimming, then I, me, myself, my personal self, may get bored with that. I like to be able to then go on to correcting stroke and then go into helping people with trauma and then go into, you know, different aspects of it. I'm... I've got the attention span of a squirrel. (laughs) I'm also like a goldfish. I turn around and I'm lost. Like (laughs) it's not putting myself down. It's who I am. That is my personality. I am, I don't sit still. I am a fidget fart. I probably have got all kinds of little bits of OCD and autism and stuff myself. Don't know, never been tested. I live with who I am, my poor children. (laughs) With me as their adult guidance, God help them. My kids range from 33 down to 14. None of them are on drugs. None of them have been in jail. I've done something right. (laughs) I'll take that. (laughs) And they're all loony like me. Take that again. (laughs) think you, you need to find your niche what works for you someone might be happy with just teaching babies and that's okay if that's you be you don't try to be someone else what I'm doing course after course after course and is not everybody's thing it's my thing I'm not doing it to impress anybody I'm doing it for me Again, I want to help people. My life hasn't been easy and I just want to be able to show people that someone's there for them. Yeah. You've lost a family member from drowning so you don't want to get back in the water. I'd love to help you. Used to swim as a kid, squad, and you were like structure, 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 and then you gave it up because it was too much mentally. Come on in, I'll float with you if you want to float. If your kid's screaming, I don't care. I will still work with you. You feel like you're not getting anywhere for a couple of weeks, but as long as your kid gets in the pool, I don't care. Yeah. So I just want to help everybody. I want I want them to be able to have that freedom, I suppose. I want them to be able to have hot summer days with their friends down the river and not feel anxious, scared and threatened 
to go in and throw a ball around with somebody, have a little paddle, cool down, sit in a chair in the water, whatever, but feel safe doing it. Have yeah. fun, you know. Yeah. yeah. And I think I love that version of finding your niche is finding you. Yeah. Yeah. Don't right. try to be someone that you're not because yeah. it'll never work. Never yeah. work. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And you're not yeah. genuine and people, especially kids, can pick up on that stuff. Oh, yeah. They can see through the bullshit really quickly. Yeah, kids ask me questions all the time. Why do you do this so that you don't drown? <laughs> well, my mum said this, yeah, but your mum's not in here now. I'm in here. And when mum does your parenting, I do your swimming lessons. So now we're in here doing swimming. Look, I get questions all the time. You've got to find the funny around it. Yeah. Kids, kids they're, they're going to question you with the where, why, what's and who's because they're kids. That's it. And you've got to explain it to, I know, with my kids, they used to ask so many questions and it, you would just go, okay, oh, blah, blah, and you give them an answer just to keep them quiet in a way. Yeah. And they yeah. used to quiz me until I gave them the correct answer. I don't know how they knew I wasn't giving them the right answer, but until I stopped and actually gave them the correct answer, that's when they'd be quiet. They you knew, yeah. they knew the answer. They yeah. knew for some reason I wasn't giving it to them, whether it is because I stopped and I engaged yeah. And finally discussed it instead of just brushed them off. Yeah. But I just had this knack of knowing, okay, you're not telling me the truth. You're just giving me whatever. And then yeah. and when I gave them the right one, they stopped. Kids are like that. They have that intuition. But it's the same with a kid with tantrums in the water or out of the water. Kids don't just have tantrums for the sake of having a tantrum. They're having a tantrum because of an issue. What's the issue? Are they scared? Have you said something that's triggered them that they don't understand what a trigger is? Are they hungry? Are they thirsty? Do they feel sick? They can't communicate with you. The thing is if you've got to get down to their level for them to understand you, for you to understand them, communication. They're not going to trust you in the water if you can't do that. that that's right. Yeah. Very, very true. Yeah. I love it. Great answers, mic drops all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So our last question, and this is going to be, I think you've already sort of answered it in what you've developed sure. yourself, but how can we as an individual and an industry promote learn to swim, promote and develop learn to swim and the competitive swimming to encourage more participants, but can we do all that with less funding? I think for starters, a lot of people have to understand, and the government maybe, that swimming is an essential part of life it will get you out of danger to me that's essential if if one of my kids fell off a boat or a cliff or fell into a pool which they had when they were younger fell into a pool and didn't know what to do panic sunk that's a big deal do I think that it should be really expensive to learn no no I don't I think that more people should be out there swimming. There's a lot of swim teachers that are needed right now. There's so many, not just kids, adults that don't know how to swim. People with disabilities don't know how to swim. Not saying they all don't, but, you know, some, I should say. I think that the government should fund us a lot more to make it more of an essential thing for us to learn and teach. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's it. And like you said, it's the opportunities too, you know, like the programs you're developing, you're giving those kids the opportunities to get in and build endurance, hmm. which 
is going to get them out of trouble. You're giving the people with pain to be able to be pain-free um, or have the goal of being pain-free. From that, then they can do other things in life as well. Yeah, so, you may not get them pain-free 100%, but they're comfortable. They're yeah. comfortable for a couple of days, you know, like freeing your, your joints up and having somebody else in the pool just walking around. You can talk. You don't have to talk. You can do whatever you want to do. Giving somebody the freedom of pain again comes back to mental release it's you're not fighting with your own head oh my god I can't do it because this is going to hurt oh my god I can't get up and walk because this is going to hurt it gives you something to look forward to you're in the pool with somebody else that's going through something similar yeah I I just want to help everybody but in return they're helping me too because I'm getting gratitude from parents. I'm getting gratitude from kids. I'm knowing that one day if something happens that I've taught someone how to get their face out of the water. I don't care if they can't do anything else as long as they can flap like a little birdie, as I call it. Flap like a birdie with your face out of the water. You know, it doesn't matter. It's going to get you out of trouble. Knowing that I've done that for somebody gives me the best feeling ever. And going through such stuff in my life, being able to give back to somebody else frees my soul, I suppose. It gives me mental bliss. It gives me music in my heart. It makes me feel good for doing something for somebody. It doesn't make me feel like I'm lost in my motherhood, that I can't go and do something because I've got kids that need me. Um, people don't understand why I have to do what I do with my kids. It doesn't matter about any of that. It gives me gratitude and hope and it gives somebody else a lesson in life, which is just nice to know that when I'm gone, I've done something good (laughs) besides driven someone insane. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's gorgeous. Oh, and it is. It gives you that confidence to be you. It gives you the understanding to be you, but it also allows you to do something and to give back even in the situation you're in where you are able to do that with your kids with you, imagine what role you're giving or what experience you're giving your children. One, they're seeing their mother achieve um, and go through what you've been through to come out and become as strong as you are and crazy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That that one. (laughs) Two, they're still learning. They're getting experiences. And for me, I look at school and I think, for me, experience is above and beyond school. Yeah. You give them those opportunities and they're picking that up every day that they go to work with you. They're relating with people. They're getting out and about. They're not just stuck at home and in their little tunnel vision. And, you know, so you're giving them the opportunity experience. You're allowing them to develop and be themselves. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, you're saving people, giving people the opportunity to get out of danger. But at the same time, all that is building you as a person as well. Yeah. And you can achieve that in the busy life that you have. Yeah. yeah. I, I suffer from PTSD. And one of my biggest things was I always felt like I wasn't enough. I wasn't enough wasn't worthy of anything and this is all trauma from my past that I was just never good enough for anything and to be able to do this makes me reassure myself I suppose the word is that I am enough that I that I can do something that I am not 
not worthy of anything, that I am stupid or anything else that I've been called. It's kind of like, what's that saying? Never give up on yourself because you never know who's watching. My kids are watching. My kids get up early in the morning. They come with me. They've got their, we call it our mobile school bag or mobile office. And you've got your computer. You've got this, you've got that. You've got everything to do your schoolwork with. They get up. So they're learning to get up early. They're learning to go to work because they're coming to work. They're schooling themselves. So they're learning independence. They're Okay, neither of them will talk to people because of autistic traits and stuff, but that doesn't matter. They sit in the office, they hear things, they learn things, they're learning business, they're watching mum go and do something. They've watched me get up feeling like absolute crap. Hardest day known to man, don't want to get out of bed, don't want to talk to anybody, I've got a cracker of a headache, still gone to work, still done a five-hour shift, come back. But, you know, I'm showing them that don't give up, don't give up on yourself. Like yeah. get out there and do it. Like, and, and one of my big things is never let the pain win. Never yeah. let your fear win. Because as soon as the fear wins, the pain wins, you've lost. Yeah. So I, I'm teaching my kids that. I teach myself that every day. At least just get up, just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Do it. <laughs> just do it. But also but I, mean, I think for someone yeah. like you and your girls, you have the perfect excuse to just go, frigate, I can't be bothered. Yeah. Like, too easy to quit. Too easy. easy. Yeah. Quitting is easy. Quitting yeah. is easy for everybody. Quitting is easy for kids and for adults. It's just so easy. So COVID lockdown, COVID's out there. People are judgmental. People are sick. People are this, that, the other. The weather's bad. I don't feel well. I didn't get enough sleep. I'm just not going to. I'm going to quit. No. No, that's enough for me to go, no, there's too many people out there that want me to fail and I don't want to fail. I'm big enough and old enough and ugly enough to do this on my own. So I just get up and do it every day, yeah. you know, and I make, as long as I've got my coffee in my hand, <laughs> and mind you, even when I get to work, there's a coffee waiting to work for me and I love it. There's one of the employers that we pay her and she picks up coffee on the way. So as soon as we get to work, there is a hot coffee waiting for us, you know. As long as I've got coffee, the world is safe. <laughs> what a good idea. <laughs> like I said, you need to buy shares in coffee. Oh, you? God, yeah. Yeah. Your own plantation. Own. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You are amazing. And I am so privileged to know you and to learn from you. It's been absolutely amazing and exactly what's happened here is what I wanted to do with your podcast interview was to highlight the way that you've overcome everything, the star and also the star that you are in swim teaching and what you, people can achieve that they can show, they can be hit with so much adversity and come out of it at the other end and be amazing or balls, as I tell the kids um, <laughs> <laughs> and to be loopy but make that them and um, to be you and so thankful that you took on the role as a swim teacher and took that jump in and yeah and become who you are because it's amazing to see what you've been able to do thank so thank you for coming on thank you thank you for, for doing what you do because without you we wouldn't be able to get to where we are now Aww. and we wouldn't meet crazy insane people like me <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's a privilege to be able to have stabbed you on that journey. You know, and I I look at what you're doing and I see a lot of similarities with myself, but I just think it's amazing that someone out there is wanting to take a run on such a passion 
and to give back to people and is actually doing it. I mean, I look at you and in awe and I think, my God, if I had half the energy and half the willpower that you do, you could do so much. And I think for me, you are, you're a mentor back for me because I look at you and think, well, she can bloody well do it. Why can't I? Well, it is, it is very, very true. I I do look at you in awe and think, you know, the adversity you've come through, the challenges that you've had and you've been able to come out of it and, you know, not given up, not just gone into your little hole and you're making people better for it. I think that's one of the strongest people I know, if not the strongest. Thank you. Um, yeah, I haven't always been strong. Don't you worry. I have fallen in bloody big holes before. <laughs> I have real bad holes sometimes. I'm like Alice in Wonderland. I fall down that rabbit hole and I keep going. <laughs> is that why you say so bloody loopy? <laughs> yeah, because I love Alice. Alice is me. Just call me Alice. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, this is the thing. You, you've got to find you and, and with mental health, you have to find what works for you. Nobody else is going to understand what you are going through except you. The only person that can help you is you. Yeah. People can say, can I help you? And you say no. It's because you don't need help from somebody else because the only person that can fix you is you. Yeah. You can't have somebody else fix you because you're the one that's got to do the work. So, look, I still have my hard days and I do try really goddamn hard (laughs) and sometimes I do let myself down I'm not 100% perfect I'm just as I said to you earlier I'm just wonder woman that wears my knickers on the inside so (laughs) you're classy classy wonder woman I'm I'm, I'm classy (laughs) you know I'm not classy (laughs) not even a little bit (laughs) But, yeah, people have just got to learn to not kick themselves and go after what they want to, find someone that's willing to help them. Like, you know, I I, I did the the first course with you. I love the way you teach. You you make it easy for me to understand it and want to go back and learn more. And each one that we've done together, I've met new people and you've set me new challenges and and I've always been proud to go ahead and do more. So you've still got two more to teach me, girl. So. So, yeah, finish with I'm going to have to start paying you at one stage. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. Because <laughs> this bloody COVID keeps taking my income away. So. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for doing everything that you do. You, you're an amazing person and I'm so grateful to have met you. Oh, I think I'm right back at you. Because, yeah, Thanks. like I said, you're showing me what can be achieved. And I think like you said, we need to be able to change it ourselves. We don't need the help, but the guidance and to know that there's other, you know, other people out there doing things that you can do. Um, And you need to adapt that stuff for your own situation. I think just shows you look for those role models and you look for those people that you want to be like and you want to achieve at least half of what they've done. You're one of those for me. And I think it's amazing that those people are out there that we can look towards and, you know, I used to think, oh, I want to be like them. And now it's, I want to emulate a lot of what they do and put my own tilt to it. So, stamp um, on it. Yeah. 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 And that you're but emphasizing. No, not everybody you listen to will relate to your, what you want. You won't relate to your story. Not everybody that you meet will have 
the right information or personality that you can click to. Uh, but that's the same in, in reality, you know. It's not just in this industry. It's in reality as well. Like not everybody's going to click with everybody. But there's so many people out there you've just got to find crazy. Yeah. <laughs> find crazy. Find your tribe, as they say. Find the tribe, yeah. The, yeah. the lunatic monkeys up the tree. <laughs> <laughs> that's me at the top of the tree. Come on, get damn it. <laughs> Do it. Do it. <laughs> We're going to get sued by Nike. <laughs> no, they can pay me. Well, that's right. Yes, you're an example, true example of just do it. So they that's should be paying it. you. I'm advertising them. They can pay me. Yeah, that's right. right. <laughs> that's another one. Tick. <laughs> oh, man. You're amazing. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been a pleasure having you on you here. And I think, as I always say, but more emphasis on it this time, a lot of people are going to learn a lot from this. So thank you for your time. Thank you for having me. <laughs>